A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 3. Quick update first of all, if you listen to my episode on sleep, you'll probably remember I was talking about blue light and the effect that it has on your sleep and how blue light blocking glasses might be beneficial. I said I was going to get a pair and report back on what I learned, so here's what I learned. First of all, there were just tons to choose from online and 99% of them were not branded, so I was a bit skeptical that they would work effectively. Uh, they started from about six bucks and I think the most expensive pair was only about twenty dollars so and the pair I got was eighteen dollars I think and I got a branded pair which was good because they came with a blue light so you could actually test them so that was pretty cool. Unfortunately I was a bit too keen to buy them and I didn't realize they were slightly magnified like reading glasses so I can't really use them especially for watching TV. So I'm going to get a cheap pair, and at least I'll have the blue light so I can test how effective they are. Um, also, the pair that I did get, I did test them with that blue light, and it looked like they blocked around 90% of the blue light. So if they're all fairly similar, I can see some real benefits from wearing them, and then I guess it doesn't really matter too much if you get you know, the $6 pair or the $20 pair. So I'll get another pair, and I'll report back. Oh, I also noticed I had some downloads coming out of Belgium, so I wanted to say... Welcome and salut to my Belgian brothers and sisters, and hopefully I pronounced that correctly. And if that's not exciting enough, I've also had some downloads coming out of the US. So hello and welcome to my brothers and sisters in the good old US of A. Um, a, a the daughter of a, a former colleague of mine sent me a text message after she listened to the sleep episode, and she's implemented a bedtime regime for better sleep hygiene. She's making an effort to bathe in the morning sunlight as early as possible too. So I was stoked to hear that and I was just floating on a cloud all day. So shout out to Ellie, love your work. Now getting into the topic of today, motivation. There are lots of different types of motivation and we'll come cover some of the more common things people need motivation with here today. I'll talk about motivation to get up early and start the day and there'll probably be a bit of overlap with my sleep episode but that's all right. I'll talk about motivation for weight loss and healthy eating, also exercise and fitness motivation. And I'll also talk about motivation for study, whether it's school, university, or just personal knowledge gathering. So let's get cracking. Firstly, you need to keep your thought process in check. If your knee-jerk reaction is to say, as an example, I can't get up early because of whatever reason, 
you need to change your language because yes, you can get up if you really want to. You're choosing not to, so stop saying, I can't. If you see someone else achieving something you want to do, don't think to yourself that the only reason they're making this work is because they're lucky. Stop that immediately. Not only is that extremely wrong, but it's a massive insult to them. What you're basically saying is they didn't earn it, they didn't work for it, and it just somehow magically happened. It's not going to be one big thing that they did just one time, you know, and, and just because all the planets aligned for them, it just worked for them. No, it, it didn't just happen. They slogged it out day after day doing the boring mundane stuff that's needed to achieve a result. When I started my apprenticeship, I attended TAFE one day a week for three years. And in my first year, I was at the bottom of the class because I worked for a, one of the rarer, larger companies who had a, a real training program in place. And when I was taught something, I was taught from the ground up, which meant that you know all the training and teaching was all-encompassing. Whereas my peers at TAFE, um, they were working for smaller companies and they were really only taught the basics. And a lot of the time they just sort of skimmed over the surface so they just knew enough to get by. And the reason they were taught that way was because their bosses needed them to be making money almost from day one. So they were being paid to work where I was being paid to learn. But at the time, all I could see was how far behind I was to the rest of my class. But halfway through my second year, I caught up to their level and went past them pretty quickly. So even the stuff we all knew, I knew at a deeper level and had a, a far better understanding. So by my third year, I left them in the dust. They were just taking off and I was already on the horizon. And as an apprentice, I was in, oh, you know, I used to work in the workshop and I'd prepare gear for the tradesmen to go out and install. But occasionally the industry would go a bit quiet and we'd Basically, be well, all the apprentices would be allowed to generally do whatever we wanted, you know, within reason. So often we'd be making tools and jigs and, and things like that back in the day. If you didn't make them, you, you just didn't have them because they just weren't available to buy. So if you didn't make it, you just didn't have it. My workshop foreman was pretty cool in this regard. And he'd basically say, do whatever you want. Just make sure you look busy if the boss rolls through the workshop. And if the boss came in, we're all standing around doing nothing, obviously that would reflect pretty poorly on him. So, you know, we were allowed to make things and build things and whatever, as long as we look busy. And, you know, when we weren't making tools and jigs and stuff like that, we'd work on our skills. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I found really interesting and fun. And I wanted to, you know, I had a pretty strong drive to be amongst the best. So I would very often practice my skills whenever I had the opportunity. Sometimes these quiet periods might last for weeks. So all day, every day, I'd be practicing certain skills until I was satisfied that I was really, really good at it. And that usually meant I was way better than apprentices above me or even tradesmen. I pretty quickly developed a reputation for precision work and I took immense pride in my work, which was easy because I really loved it. And that was definitely noticed. Now, it was fairly common for tradies to, to bring in things for repair. Either it might have been something for themselves or a relative, friend, neighbour, whatever. And from about the time I was a second slash third year apprentice, whenever a situation like that came up, the tradie would ask me to sort it out. You know, whatever the issue was, even if there were three or four other apprentices or even tradesmen in the workshop above me, because they knew it would be done to the highest possible standard because that's, that was my reputation. So getting to my point, when I'd attend TAFE, particularly in my third year, and blow my peers away with my skills, 
you know, to the point of astonishment sometimes, they'd say stuff like, oh, you're just lucky, you, you have all this free time at work to do that. And I'd be like, what the hell? You know, do you have any idea how many hours I put into honing these skills? Do you have any idea how many times I'd go home with bruised hands from repeatedly doing the same thing over and over and over again? So lose that language. It's not luck. It's the day in, day out, repetitive stuff that's going to get you the biscuit. I could probably look online and find some fancy articulate saying that you know, expresses how I feel about luck. But if you're a fan of the TV show Parks and Recreation, you'll know who Ron Swanson is. There's one episode in particular where he sums up luck quite succinctly and in a way that makes perfect sense to me. You might not agree, but I think it's not only pretty funny, but super accurate. He says, luck is a construct invented by weak people to explain their failure. <laughs> I love that. Um, I agree in the sense that I don't think luck exists. If you win the lottery, are you lucky or is it just mathematically probable that someone's going to win and you just happen to be that someone? You know, if you get into a car accident and walk away without a scratch, are you lucky? Or did the car manufacturer put good science and technology into that vehicle to give you the best possible chance of survival in the event of a crash? If you get a big win on a poker machine, is that luck? Or is that just the way the machine's been programmed to react? Yeah, you know, it's not like I don't ever use the word luck, but it'll be like a tongue-in-cheek reference and it won't really have too much meaning behind it. I'm not going to use it as an excuse for someone else succeeding when I don't. So stop using luck as the reason why others are succeeding and why you can't or don't. Hard work and dedication isn't a guarantee you'll succeed. You know, there'll be things that you can't achieve. No, you know, no matter how hard I study or train, I know there's no possible way at this stage of my life I could be an astronaut. You know, I likely would have had to start off as a pilot in my 20s to have any chance of that. So whilst hard work and dedication is going to put you in the best possible position to succeed, it doesn't mean you will, especially on the big things. But if you struggle to get up early when the alarm goes off, for example, and you're hitting the snooze button consistently, go back to my episode on sleep because you'll probably find that you get more help with that, you know, especially if you're hitting the snooze button more than once. That's probably not really a motivation issue. That's more of a, you know, not getting enough sleep issue. But that's something you can achieve if you want it, right? So getting up early, you know, I'm, I'm going to assume that if you find it difficult getting up early for reasons other than being tired, again, if that's the case, go back to my sleep episode and listen to that. But if you feel like you can't get up early and it's not because you're sleep deprived, then you just don't want it badly enough. That's it. If you feel the reason you want to get up early in the first place isn't important enough for you to go through the, the initial discomfort of getting up when it's cold or whatever else the reason might be, then ask yourself how you're going to feel later in the day knowing that you could have done it, but you chose not to. What you're doing is replacing a tiny amount of discomfort now for much more discomfort later on when you beat yourself up for not achieving what you set out to do. And the worst part is, you're still going to get up, but now you don't have time to do what you plan to do or you'll need to rush through it because you have less time available. You know, that's going to stretch you out. It's going to make you feel like you failed. And this is a feeling that you start your day with. You know, this is how you've chosen to start your day. Not great. And in life in general, there, there's lots of times that we choose a bigger discomfort later instead of a small discomfort now. And recognizing that is a great step to beating that mindset of putting stuff off. So make a commitment to yourself 
get up and just get it done. There's literally nothing stopping you. There's not much more I can say about getting up. It, you, know, you know you can do it, just do it. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Right, so I'm gonna move on to healthier eating and weight loss. This is a pretty big one for a lot of people. So it, you know, it needs to be addressed. The first thing I wanna say right off the bat is that if there's a diet out there designed to be a temporary diet, then I think that is just stupid and un unsustainable. If you lose the weight you wanna lose only to go back to your previous lifestyle of eating unhealthy food, what do you think is gonna happen? Of course you're gonna gain the weight back. That's probably you know where the term yo-yo dieting comes from. Where as a society, we're consistently bombarded with all sorts of new diets, old diets, you know, and, and they're just not sustainable. So I don't understand why you'd want to go down that rabbit hole thinking that a temporary diet is the solution to a long-term issue. If you're not prepared to make it part of your lifestyle, how is it logical that it's going to be sustainable? If you want to lose weight and maintain your weight, you need to make it part of your everyday life. That's the only way it's going to be effective long-term. And, and if it's too dramatic, you're just not going to stick to it. I genuinely don't want to say this, and I almost feel stupid for saying it, but instead of a diet, eat better food, eat more fruit, eat more vegetables, eat less of the bad stuff, you know? It's not really that much of a re revelation. It's, you know, it's kind of common sense. Everyone knows it, but, you know, no one wants to do it. 
And, and obviously, you know, it, it'd be remiss for me to say that there aren't some fruits and vegetables that will make you more prone to gaining weight. So fruits like bananas, avocados, coconut, mangoes. Is coconut a fruit? I'm not sure. I think, I think it is. Anyway, vegetables like lentils, soybeans, potatoes, sweet potato, and there's going to be others as well. So do a bit of basic research and learn what you can eat a lot of and what should be more of an occasional sort of fruit or vegetable or, you know, not every day. And <laughs> of course, we need to remember that fruits and vegetables, no matter what they are, they're going to have calories. So if you're eating them in addition to your existing diet, obviously, obviously you're going to you know, gain more weight because you'll be consuming more calories. You want to replace some of your existing foods with lower calorie fruits and vegetables. And it's probably going to be difficult at first, but if you can do it for two to three weeks, it should start to lock into a habit and it's only going to get easier with time. I'm actually, I think from memory, I think about 21 days is the time for habits to start forming. So if you can get to that three week point, then it should start feeling, you know, less of something that you have to do and something that just feels more natural. So stick it out for three weeks and it should just start getting easier from there. And a really important fact to be aware of is that it takes your body time to get used to the new normal. But if you're consistent, it will happen. All right, and, and having said that, it, it probably won't work really well if you're preparing fruit and vegetables in oils and sauces. So bear that in mind. You know, if you're frying your, your vegetables, you know, in oil and you're, you're drenching your salads in mayonnaise, it's probably not going to be the result you're after. And I think the reason that a lot of people don't do, you know, these obvious things is because it's boring and the results aren't as fast as the crash diet alternative. So, you know, you can do the crash diet, get your result, but it's such a punish, you can't mentally or physically maintain it. So you fall back in old habits and you regain the weight. I'll probably talk about this in other podcasts as well. But when you want to achieve something, it's usually going to be the boring, consistent day in, day out processes that you put in place where you're going to get the, the long term results, no matter what you're talking about. Now, something that I'm sure you've heard of, but I'm, I'm going to remind you anyway, is don't go shopping, you know, food shopping on an empty stomach or when you're hungry. If you've got no food in the house and you can't have a meal before you go shopping, at least drink a big glass of water before you leave. Give your stomach something to process to delay that hunger. You're going to shop smarter if you're not hungry. And I think we've all experienced that, right? It's, yeah, everyone knows that. Think about weight loss and healthy eating like a marathon. When the gun goes off, you don't take off like you're running a 100 meter sprint because you're going to burn out before the end. Slow and steady is the way to go when it comes to lifestyle changes. And here's an example of how your body will adapt if you're consistent. I know a guy who's six foot plus, he's a solid dude, big, strong, healthy looking bloke, you know, he's a tradesman, and when he told me that he was a vegetarian, I was kind of blown away, and that was probably my own naivety, you know, because he didn't really fit the demographic that I would have thought of, and obviously I asked him why he was a vegetarian, and he told me that when he ate meat, it made him really aggressive, and, you know, I, I have my own you know, in, in retrospect, I have my own theory on why that might be. And I know that back in the day, we'd be pumping our cattle full of steroids to make them grow bigger and faster. And yeah, and, and that might have had something to do with it, but that's by the by. Anyway, 
he cut meat out, became a vegetarian for that reason. And I said to him, you know, have you ever, you know, since being a vegetarian, have you ever had the urge to, you know, hook into a big steak or a juicy lamb cutlet or something? And he told me about a time when that did happen. And he was at a barbecue, you know, he's, I, I can't remember what he was eating, but it was a steak or a lamb chop or whatever. And he's eating it. And he was saying, you know, what's wrong with this meat? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? This is awesome. And he's like, no, 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 it doesn't taste right. It's something wrong with it. And they're all like, no, man, it, it's perfectly fine. And what happened was over time, just being a vegetarian and not eating meat, he changed his palate. His, you know, what he, he, what he used to love, he now did not like. It didn't taste right to him. So that's a really good example of how if you're consistent, your body is going to adapt. I actually saw a, <laughs> I saw a funny quote about vegetarians. It goes like this. Um, I'm not a vegetarian because I love animals. I'm a vegetarian because I hate vegetables. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Now, let's have a look at exercise and fitness. If you're doing the right kind of exercise, fitness will almost certainly happen organically without too much effort. So I'm just going to focus on motivation to exercise. And I think one of the most important things to remember with regard to exercise is to find an exercise that you actually enjoy, or at least something that you don't dislike. You know, just like crash diets, it's not going to be sustainable long term if you hate it. The motivation to do the exercise will be a lot more difficult if you hate what you're doing. So find something that you enjoy. You know, if, you, if not, you're going to find uh, excuses to not do it one day, then that one day will turn into a week. And before you know it, you won't be exercising at all and you'll be back to square one. A positive mindset you can adopt to motivate yourself is to make it a challenge. Our brains love an accomplishment. So don't make your goals too far off into the distance. You know, for example, if you wanted to start running every day, but that sounds like it's just too hard or too big a first step, start by walking. Anyone can walk. It's super easy, especially if you've got a dog. If you've got a dog, it doesn't even feel like you're walking because your mind's on other things. And you know, if you don't have a dog, maybe a friend has or a neighbor will let you walk their dog. And if you don't have access to a dog, just suck it up and start. You know, you can start with, with a casual walk for a few weeks. And you might be surprised just how walking can improve your fitness. You know, you'll probably see people walking every single day, and I guarantee they're not doing it because it has no value. Once you feel an improvement, you can start timing yourself and challenge yourself to beat that time. You'll start walking a little bit faster, and you'll get to the point where you can't beat your time anymore just by walking. So that last 100 meters home, you might start jogging just to beat your time. You know, then you're going to jog the last 200 meters and so on. Just build up to it. Every time you have a little win, your brain's going to be releasing feel-good chemicals that give you pleasure, and it'll become addictive. These, these are serious chemicals. You know, chemicals like dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, these chemicals are going to make you feel great. That's why they exist, you know, because they're rewarding you for doing something good, right? That's why it exists. And, you know, ask someone you know who does regular exercise or someone that goes to the gym a lot. Ask them how they feel if for some reason they miss a day of exercise or training. They're all gonna say the same thing. They miss it, they feel it, and you know, they, they feel like something's lacking. Now, what they're missing isn't the exercise or the training per se, they miss the chemical release in the brain that makes them feel good. 
And once you have that, you'll be on easy street. You won't need the motivation at that point because you'll be getting rewarded each and every time. So at the risk of repeating myself, slow and steady consistency is gonna win you the race. Right, so let's get in the study. Studying for a lot of people is really difficult. The thought of spending hour after hour studying is a pretty daunting task, but there is a science to studying. Most people can only hold their focus for 30 to 45 minutes. So set a timer and take a 10 or 15 minute break every 30 to 45 minutes and do whatever you want to do. Check your email, have a good stretch, maybe do some meditation, whatever you want, because that's gonna give your brain a break from absorbing that knowledge and it's gonna give you a chance to consolidate that information, right? You don't wanna go you know, into study blind. And what I mean by that is you should prearrange how much time you wanna to devote to study. And that's gonna depend on what you wanna achieve, right? There's a million reasons why some people will be happy to scrape through with a pass and others will wanna smash the exam. So if you've decided that you need to do five hours of study a week, then that's gonna break down into two 30 minute sessions Monday to Friday. Now that sounds completely reasonable and totally doable. So approach study with a plan. Know what you're trying to achieve and break your time into smaller blocks. And I'd like to think that after day one of doing two 30 minute study sessions, you'll come away from that feeling pretty pleased with yourself and you'll, you'll have that important feeling of accomplishment and that's gonna motivate you to get into day two. Now, if you're looking for motivation for literally anything else, you can apply the same logic. Break your goals down into smaller, easier steps to achieve. If you have a, a goal of doing 100 push-ups, but you can only do 10, that's pretty unrealistic, so why bother trying? But if you can do 10, aim for 11. That doesn't sound unrealistic or unreasonable. Then aim for 12, then for 15 and 20 and so on. Every time you have a little win, your brain will reward you and you'll feel amazing. It's gonna spur you on rather than deflate you and yeah, it's a pretty simple mindset. So apply that logic wherever possible in life when you're trying to achieve something. Don't give up if you fail. Failure is brilliant. I love to fail because I know it's getting me closer to success. Imagine if throughout the history of humanity, everyone gave up after their first attempt failed. You know, we'd literally still be living in caves and our most advanced piece of technology would be a pointy stick. Failure is the pathway to succeed. You know, if you make the same mistakes over and over again without learning from them, all right, yeah, well, yes, that is failure. But hopefully you do learn and, you know, you're going to try another approach. So before I finish today, I'm going to share a little getting up early slash alarm story. Something I used to do as a teenager was put my clock radio alarm on the other side of the room out of reach. So I had to physically get out of bed to turn it off. I also had to set the alarm you know, to that horrendous blaring alarm instead of music, for example. And I, I do remember this quite clearly. I've, I jumped out of bed to turn off the alarm as a 16-year-old kid slash first-year apprentice, and I had to get up at the crack of dawn because I had to catch two trains and then walk about three kilometres to get to my place of work. And it took ages, and in winter, it was, yeah, it was a punish. Anyway, on this particular day, I came to on the floor of my bedroom with my head throbbing and I put my hand up on my head and I'm not exaggerating, it, uh, it came back drenched in blood. Drenched. I found out later on that day that my blood pressure was on the low side of healthy so when I leapt out of bed, the blood rushed to my feet, I blacked out, slammed my head into a metal toolbox and gave myself a pretty sweet concussion. 
and I remember staggering into the kitchen. I was really groggy, and I remember sort of mumbling, Mum, I hit my head. And <laughs> my only other sibling, still living at home at the time, said, Oh, yeah, I heard a big bang before. And I dead set remember thinking, Well, you know, thanks for checking on me, Simon. You know, so particularly in the colder months, according to my doctor, it, it's not that uncommon for that to happen. So firstly, you have, you have the blood rushing to your feet because you're going from a horizontal position to a vertical position quite rapidly. But also, if the floor is cold, blood's going to go to your feet to warm them up. So according to my doctor, um, well, look, that, that's how he explained it to me anyway. He also said that it wasn't that uncommon, particularly for older people who might get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. So that's something to be mindful of if you do have your alarm out of reach and you do need to physically get out of bed to turn it off. Maybe just ease out of bed instead of launching like I did. And still to this day, when I get up, I sit on the edge of my bed just for a few seconds so my body can acclimate to a vertical position before I stand up and start walking around. And obviously, ultimately, everyone's going to be different. But the lower your blood pressure is, the more likely that this could happen. So just be wary of that in those circumstances. And, and if you're not aware of what your blood pressure is, ask yourself if you've ever gotten dizzy when you stand up quickly. If so, that could mean that your blood pressure is a little lower than the average. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review and forward to anyone who you think can use this information. You can email at improvemepodcast at outlook.com. If you've got any suggestions for the podcast or if you just want to say hey. And as always, wherever possible, try to imitate my blood type and be positive. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.